What's up, everyone? My name is Evan Tsarakis, and welcome to the NYC Hoop School podcast. Here at NYC Hoop School, we believe that basketball players all around the world struggle to get game results because they don't have the right guidance. Our mission is to provide the best basketball education to players, trainers, coaches, and parents because everyone deserves a chance to reach their full potential. Today, we have a special guest on, Brian Dominguez. Brian Dominguez is currently a Division II track athlete and performance coach at T3 Performance. He is a terrific mind, and we have a terrific relationship together where we used to work out every single morning at 5 a.m. In this conversation, we'll talk about these morning workouts, what were some mistakes we made with our development, and the turning point on how we took our game to the next level. I look forward to diving into this information with you, and let's get right into it. What's good, Brian? What's up, Ev? How's it going? Dude, these people do not know how much we've put in work together. Put in a lot. For you guys that do not know, Brian and I used to wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and work out. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing. Yeah. When I look back, I'm like, dude, that was the foundation of the habits I've built. Mm-hmm. To then move me forward and, and be a hard worker and continue to build those habits when I was in college and, 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 mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. Looking back, too, it's not something that I see often in a lot of people. But, you know, when you do talk to others that have that, that share that experience, it gives you a reason to connect with them. Because those are the people that also strive for excellence, which is what both of us always want. I don't know many people that, that do it, period. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that we had to wake up, you know, 4.30, 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, and get to that gym every single day. We yeah. never missed a day. No, no, we didn't. I, I had to take the bus, the same bus at 5.30 a.m., <laughs> you know, 30 minutes to school, walk that long, straight road during the winter. And we worked, man. Yeah. Well, every single time I would wake up, I was always saying, like, Brian is there right now. I have to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's why there's so much power in having a workout partner mm-hmm. is like they motivate each other. Because if it was just myself, mm-hmm. there would have been many days where I would have just been snooze. Let me get my extra two hours of sleep. Yeah. And then I could just go to school. But since we were both there together and shout out to Donovan. Donovan was cool. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. And the same thing on my end. Right. I'd be like, oh, Evan's going to be here soon. You're also a really big motivator for me, too, actually. Yeah. And you know what I, lo- I love about like looking back and, and talking about the story? Because I give the story to, to players all the time. Those 5 a.m. mornings built out the habits for you, and you didn't continue to play basketball. Mm-hmm. You transitioned into track and field and performance training. Let's talk about this. Just because you didn't use that direct time in the gym to become a college basketball player, did that help you build the habits, the, the, the successful qualities, to then take that what you built in those mornings to become a successful performance trainer, to become a successful track athlete? hundred percent. It's those habits that I've developed from those five, six a.m. workouts where I can look at really anything that's thrown at me and it's like, oh, yeah, I can, I can do that. That's not a problem. But whenever I have a task to do from a coach, I'm, I'm on it. I'll, I'll get it done, whatever time it is, uh, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., middle of the day, 4 p.m., 5 p.m., because that's what we were doing. We would be in school from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., finishing mm-hmm. our practice so I, I would get it done because that's what we were doing we were getting we were getting things done but yeah those habits from basketball definitely showed up in my track training and performance training as well I think it's a great story that like players need to understand because for a lot of players 
Like, let's say they're in a tough situation where, you know, they're trying to make their varsity team or maybe they think they can play college basketball, but they don't think they can. Just striving to do that builds those successful qualities like we just talked about. And then, dude, you're a terrific performance coach. You have a very successful track career, and it translated. So for players out there, man, you got to realize that the habits you're building now will translate throughout the rest of your life because ultimately that's what we're trying to do. You're trying to build the good habits that will translate to the rest of your life. Let's kind of look back a little bit, though, because we definitely made a ton of mistakes in those mornings. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So let's walk through how these mornings usually went because mm-hmm. – this is what inspired me to become a trainer because I look back and I'm like, we did not know what the hell we were yeah. doing. So the mornings look like this. Tell me if I was wrong. It was 30 minutes of two ball dribbling. Mm-hmm. I would say it was yeah. a solid 30 minutes. 30 minutes uh, with the, uh, the the gloves, with the weight Ah, gloves. the power hands. Power hands, yeah. Our handles yeah. got nice though. They did, yeah. But it was tw- it was 30 minutes of two ball. Um, we did some finishing. We did some, some maybe some touch yep. finishing, some mic and drills. Yep, mic and drills. And then we just shot. Spot we'd, shots. we'd be on the gun. We'd be on, yep. be on the gun. A lot of shots every morning, like 500 shots. Yeah, we shot a lot. Yeah, each of us. So that was it. That was every day. Yeah. Man, I wish we would have done it differently. I know you did some cone drills from uh, Micah. Coach yes. Micah Lancaster. Ah, you see the credibility comes yeah. in. Dude, I was studying him. Yeah. He, I, I know. We did some footwork too. We yeah. did a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you brought out the pad, brought out the cones. Uh, the split drop, things like that, getting that, that with the, the shin angles. Yeah. You know, that was all, you know, it is funny to look at, you know, and I know, I know you're training now. It's completely different from that. If we were to go back, personally, this is exactly what I would have done because I like that we did do skill work. I look mm-hmm. back and I was like, yo, that was my foundation of, like, building the skill work, right? I remember diving into, like, every single Michael Lancaster mm-hmm. video on YouTube and, like, we, we, we did it. We experimented yeah. all that. And I think it made us skilled, but we should have spent time playing in way more live situations. We had, you know, me, you, and Donovan, yeah. right? We should have spent the time yeah. playing in live situations, working on decision-making, you know, being more creative. We would have gotten way more results. Oh, yeah. I 100% could have benefited if we just played one-on-one yeah, more. If we just played one-on-one yeah. for a full hour every single yeah, day that, in different yeah. live situations, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we would have gotten more results. Yeah, then that honestly probably would have been better if we just did that instead of doing our our skill our work, which yeah. isn't which isn't bad in any way. Like, the skill work, we need it, and you know, that gives us the skills to do it. But if we're not doing it in the right situations, then there's really no point at all right. to do it. So you know how I went, ended up going about it? Because obviously I played college basketball mm-hmm. as I went forward. Mm-hmm. I looked back and I said, okay, my two, my two, three years of doing that in the mornings, all I did was skill work. Right. So the way I went about my training is I got on all this skill work in. I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. And I literally spent the last off season only playing. Mm-hmm. not doing one drill and I got so many results because now I was able to apply all that skill work I worked on and I think that's a good lesson for players too is just like see how much skill work you've done mm-hmm. how skilled are you as a player and if you feel like you have a nice foundation just play live situations for a couple of months apply all of that understand your game in a different way right mm-hmm. and then now you can go back and be like alright I need to improve these skills and now you create a nice cycle for yourself but it can't just be all one side skill work. That was a big mistake we made, and I think if we did do more live situations, we gotta got we would have kind of got a ton more results. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. But that was on the the basketball side. What about the weight room side? I feel like we didn't get in the weight room enough. 
No, we we rarely got into the weight room um, just because at that point in time, I, I didn't know anything about it, like none whatsoever, and I didn't find train to transfer. And looking back at it now, the weight room could have helped a ton. You know? It would have unlocked a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, it would have unlocked a yeah. lot of things. Especially if we did some mobility, mm-hmm. if we would have... You know, obviously, you know, built up some strength, did more plyo work to be better movers on the court. Mm-hmm. It would have unlocked a lot of things, and I think it was a tool we didn't utilize enough. Yeah. But um, with that, yeah, with that being not. said, though, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a great transition. You had a sick mm-hmm. turning point. You went from touching the bottom of the net, not being athletic at all, mm-hmm. to right now you're a freak of nature. You have a 40-inch vert. <laughs> you freaking... you. If you were to run with anybody, yeah. you're going to blow them out the water. You're a great sprinter. So you went from scrawny to freak of nature. What happened? So going back to train to transfer, that's where it all started. They're located in Long Island, New York. They do phenomenal work, by yes, the way, guys. absolutely phenomenal. Like, it, we're, we consider ourselves to be a hot spot for athletic development. It's, I mean, I, don't, I mm-hmm. can't find any better in New York. Mm-hmm. So I originally started with Coach Austin, Austin Stoner, who I was told by my good friend of mine. He told me, he's like, go to Coach Austin. He'll uh, hook you up. He'll get you better. And at first I thought it was all just skills training, but it was strength training. And I was like, oh, this is new. So in about maybe by month six of just going to him almost maybe three, maybe four times a week, I put on about maybe 20 pounds. I was jumping way higher than I was, and I was just more athletic. And now, I'm here now. You know, like you said, I'm jumping 40 inches, sprinting really fast. You, you know. continued yeah, building. Yeah, I continued building from that. So that, that, that was pretty much where the start was. I have a similar story where I was working <clears throat> with Austin as well <clears throat> for a good six to nine months and transformed my body as well. And... It gave you a different perspective of understanding how valuable the weight room is. Mm-hmm. That was my first experience of saying, like, I, I did hit the weight room, you know, in the past, and I did some strength work, but when I was with Austin, with a true professional, that was like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Understanding mm-hmm. the phases in lifting, mm-hmm. right? you know what I mean? And, and just seeing that journey of how your body can transform, how it applies back to the court, everything in between. Again, it's one of those keys that unlocks your game that players need to utilize more. Yeah, yeah. And so, to continue with that, though, that's how your journey as a trainer began, right? Yeah. So, you continued on. You continued your relationship with T3. Mm-hmm. And so, now you're a performance coach. Right. You have to explain this Filipino method because it applies to everything. Right, yeah. Player, trainer, coach, doesn't matter. What's the Filipino method? So, for those that don't know, yeah, I am Filipino and... For Filipinos, we tend to do things in a way that are very unorthodox, and that's by using everything in our environment. In our environment, and what we did, I wanted I wanted my dad to make a medicine ball, and the best we got was just a little rice bag filled with dirt. We taped it up, put string around it, and I didn't even know how heavy it was. It was just heavy enough to just throw, catch, you know, use it to squat, whatever. And just like that, you use your resources. Mm-hmm. Now you got a medicine ball. You did it with other things too. Oh yeah, and yeah, another thing uh, I used it for was an inverted row. I, I basically took a broom, and I took two chairs, and what I would do is I would balance the broom 
on the two chairs and do inverted rows whenever I would have that as an exercise. And a lot of people might be like, that's dangerous. That's stupid. Why would you do that? But here's the thing. Sometimes in situations where we don't have the best environment and that's all we have that, you know, what else am I going to do? Am I just going to stop training? No, I'm just going to do it. And it's the best way to train. Being in a unique environment where you have to adjust, maybe you're hitting a different angle because you have Mm -hmm. a room between two chairs, Mm -hmm. right? That's makes you a better athlete. Mm -hmm. You having to adjust it to that environment makes you a better athlete. And I love how you made it work, man. Yeah. Because so many people just make excuses. I don't have a weight room. That's the most common excuse. Well, Mm -hmm. look what you did. And you obviously built, right? As your business built, you used the money, you you invested back into your business, into yourself, and you grew. And you continue building. Mm -hmm. And I think it's awesome that, you know, we're building together through that, right? I'm watching your journey of just like, growing and you have an i'm sure you have a very exciting off season right mm-hmm. you can have a ton of players um i think it's awesome yeah and and it's a nice grassroots stories to just show people like it don't matter what your environment is you can make it happen mm. hashtag filipino man yeah there I you go that. i love that bro what has been your taking to the next level step right so like for example we talked about a little bit how we made some mistakes with our development how mm. your journey became a trainer mm-hmm. um you know what what takes you to the next level like, what education or mentorship have you had to just be like, this is the path I'm heading and, the, and this is the way I'm going to get there? So one thing with that is my mentor currently is um, Coach Brian Cow from Train to Transfer. And right now he's been, uh, he's been helping, me, helping me a ton, especially with deciding whether or not I should go the college strength route or private sector route. Um, in terms of the actual learning how the body works, that's all come from textbooks, uh, some social media posts, which can be a little sketchy at times, but I will say with the resources I've used, yes, some social media, but also just, at least for me personally, when I'm training myself, it's experimenting. Right, seeing what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And that's the mindset. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's why we both have accelerated so quickly is because we have that mindset of like finding the result. Mm-hmm. And that kind of dates back to like when we were in the gym at 5 a.m. Like mm-hmm. we didn't get the results we wanted. And so now we kind of had that mindset like we got to be results driven. We mm-hmm. have to be driven by results. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of talk about your education of like, you're reading books, you've got the textbooks, right? You're, you're building relationships, you're talking with them. But to me, in my perspective, the way I look at it is it just takes time. It takes time to experiment, learn, and then you build like a beautiful compound effect of just like year over year, you're just constantly getting better and better and better. And that's how results are created, right? Mm-hmm. Through, through proof of concept. Yeah, yeah. I love how we've still continued to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Even after high school, even as you're still in college, man, that was was still connecting, man. Yeah, because you know we 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 share things in common, common qualities. Uh, we're, like we said before, we're always striving for excellence every day, with not only within ourselves but with each other and the people we train, the people we coach, because you know like we that's what kids need nowadays. Like you said, some kids might have some sort of excuse where. You know, like they don't have a gym, they don't have a coach to do this. Well, you don't need a coach. Sometimes you just need to do it. And that might be the missing 
thing. Yeah. You know? And if there's one thing, too, that I would add to that, it's just like, I think they do need to look for education, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the way I look at it is when I look back, like we talked about with the 5 a.m.s, if we had the education, the mentorship, the guidance, it would have made such an impact mm-hmm. on both of our games. Because we put in the time, we put in the effort, we put in the energy, mm-hmm. we didn't get the result. And I think if we had the education, like imagine you met Austin when you were a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine I met, you know, my mentors, you know, let's say I met Drew, or I met Tim when I was a freshman, mm-hmm. right? To me, that would have been a game changer. So I do think players need to find that education, but it really starts with the work ethic. They have to yeah. be committed to putting in the work, being up early, staying up late, doing what they got to do to reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. I look forward to seeing us continue to build. Mm. I'm sure we'll do another podcast in the future. Mm. And we'll look back and be like, you know what? We continue to learn through our journeys, man. We continue to make an impact on players and we, and we continue to grow. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Yo, we got to get a workout in uh, one day. Oh, yeah. We got to yeah. get back on the, on the court. I yeah. don't know if you could beat me one-on-one. So, you ever beat me one-on-one? I, I, I don't even know if I've been close. Ah, I don't even know if I've been I close. I just have to... I know, I know it wasn't... I keep track. I keep track. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. And I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to get anywhere near close anytime yeah, soon. I keep getting better. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Hopefully, I could get like you in the weight room, bro. You'd be oh, cleaning. Yeah. What, do you, what do you clean right now? Right now, I'm power cleaning 235. Um, and, you know, it's... It's honestly not even that. That's not even that hard. But you know, I'm looking for 245 this summer, maybe. And I know this is a big gap, but the goal is 275. But we'll see where we end up with that. I love it, bro. Keep building, bro. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Great combo. I appreciate you. You got it, bro. At the end of each podcast, we give you an execution tip to help you take your game to the next level. And the execution tip for this podcast is to reflect on what you're doing in the gym and recognize if you're making any mistakes. Can you be more efficient with your workouts? Like we talked about with Brian Dominguez, we talked about how we woke up every single morning and we did 30 minutes of two ball dribbling and we got a ton of shots up. We didn't play enough live situations and if we look back on that, if we would have fixed that, we would have gotten way more results. Think about what you're doing right now. Is what you're doing getting you results on the floor? Because I'm sure there's one or two things that you can improve in your workouts that will ultimately get you more game results. Maybe you might have to find a trainer or a mentor or dive into education to improve these kind of workouts. But look back at what you're doing and see if you could fix anything. Spending the time to fix your workouts and your structure will help you get more results and reach your full potential as a player. As always, thank you for watching the NYC Hoop School podcast. We look forward to seeing you in the next one. Make sure you follow us on all platforms at NYC Hoop School, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.